Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 110. This is How to Interview Like a Pro, part three. In part one, on episode 107, we learned about how to prepare for the interview. And in part two, episode 108, we learned how to come up with the interview questions. And on today's episode, we're going to wrap it up by learning how to conduct the interview. So now that you've completed all of the pre-interview prep, How can you make the interview a great experience for your candidate and a success for you? Well, how about helping them prepare? So consider emailing your candidate an interview guide. Do this a few days before the meeting. Now, this is going to help them feel less anxious and better prepared. Now, the guide could include information like date and time and location, the position that they're interviewing for and the job description, the name of the person conducting the interview, the anticipated location of the interview, for example, so-and-so's office or conference room XYZ, the estimated time that it's going to take to do the interview, and then either some sample questions or the categories of questions that you're going to be asking them about. Now, I know some of that might seem duplicative. They've already received this information or irrelevant, but it's more about the thought that counts. Now, I think this is a great idea because not only are you going to help the candidate feel more prepared and less anxious, like I said, but it's going to separate you from the competition and make you look organized, professional, and most importantly, you're going to come across as an employer who cares about their employees. Now, if I was a candidate and I had a few interviews lined up and one of them sent me a pre-interview guide, I would look at that employer a lot more favorably. All right, so once you're there face-to-face with the candidate, you want to make them feel as comfortable as possible. So start off with some small chat and the intro questions that we talked about in part two and give them a brief history of the company and then let them know that there's going to be some time at the end for them to ask questions. You're going to want to take notes. You should take a few notes to help you remember the interview And you should tell your candidate that you're going to be taking notes. Tell them that you're doing this so that you'll have better recall. And they'll understand, and they're not going to be nervous about what it is you're writing down. But make sure that they can't see what you're writing. You don't want them trying to read and get distracted by by your note-taking. But keep the notes to just the essentials. And if they voluntarily disclose some information that you wouldn't normally ask due to discrimination concerns, do not write that stuff down. So taking notes is critical. You're going to use this information to compare candidates. It's going to also help you so that you don't place too much importance on how the candidate actually performed in the interview versus the answers and their qualifications. Because sometimes the best hires aren't the best interviewees. Next, you're going to want to develop some rapport. And a great way to do that is to find out what you have in common and make this a part of that initial conversation. And you can identify some possible areas of common interests when you're doing your interview prep and going through their file. And 
you might also find some common ground from social media. But I wouldn't come right out and say, hey, I saw you on Facebook and that you visited Alaska last summer. I used to live in Juneau. Instead, just say, I love to travel. Have you had a chance to do much traveling? Now, that might seem like an odd question, but you've got inside intel and you already know that they've traveled, and that's kind of a softball question for them. So discovering and discussing mutual interests is a great icebreaker technique, and that's going to help both of you. Next, don't monopolize the conversation. You need to listen. It is a conversation, but you need to do 90% listening and 10% talking. Otherwise, you're not going to get the information that you need to make the hiring decision. Plus, the candidate's going to think that you don't really give a crap about them. Listening isn't just an interview skill, right? You should always concentrate on what others are saying to you. But in this case, you really need to concentrate on what's being said. That's going to help you identify any inconsistencies. And it's also going to help you with better follow-up questions. And speaking of follow-up questions... You need to be flexible. You don't want to be so rigid that you're just asking one question after another. You you want to be able to make sure that you got the answer, a full answer to your question. So you might have to ask follow-up questions and kind of dig so that they give an answer. Now, you also want to maintain good eye contact. And I know you're going to be taking notes, but again, that's why you want to keep that to a minimum because that nonverbal communication is a huge part of the process. Also their voice intonation and their body language. Now that you've had a successful interview, we need to close it out with a bang. So you've got three objectives here and one last thing that you need to do after they leave. So first, give them time to ask questions. Ask them if there's anything else that they need to say that they didn't have an opportunity to mention. Now, if your candidate doesn't have any questions, then either you're a master interviewer or your candidate isn't interested in the job or you stink at interviewing because you didn't create a hospitable environment where they feel comfortable asking questions or your candidate is a dud. All right, second, you need to let the candidate know what they can expect next. You're going to contact them in three days with either a thanks but no thanks or they'll move on to the next phase, i.e. some tests or maybe a second interview or maybe it's the job offer. Whatever your process is, tell them. You don't want to leave them hanging by just sending them on their way, wondering when or if they'll hear from you. And finally, thank them for their time and for their interest in the position. Shake their hand, walk them to the door or the elevator. But however you end it, don't end it by saying that, oh, you were awesome, or hey, I hope you get the job, or you're the best person I've interviewed so far. Don't promise them anything other than what you're going to do as part of the follow-up. All right, now that that's over, you need to gather your thoughts. You need to take any final notes, you know, write a summary of how it went, what your impressions are, what concerns you have, what are their qualities. Basically, the more the better, because it'll help you reach a final decision, especially when you have multiple candidates that you're considering. Well, that concludes our three-part series on how to interview like a pro. Now, I want to leave you with an article written by Courtney Sider. And I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Uh, It's posted on the Buffer blog, and it's called Six Powerful Communication Tips 
for, from some of the world's best interviewers. It's a lot of great information in that article, so I highly recommend you go and read it. You can check it out uh, on the show notes. There'll, there'll be a link. Um, go to smallbizbrainiac.com, click on search, and just type in 110, and it'll take you to the show notes. Now, let Robert and I know if you have any questions about this episode, another episode, or any employer-related matter. We would love to hear from you. would love your comments on the episode in the show notes. And would also love to see a cool review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SmallBizBrain, or you can join the Facebook group. Just search for Small Biz Brain Trust. All right, well, there you have it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Thank you.